I know that you already know, but what we do most of the time is what will be a big factor in who we are, how we feel, how we look, our health, our happiness. So then we want to have as many positive or helpful habits as possible. And understanding this two-stage process can help you determine where you need to step up your habits. Welcome to the Balanced Fit and Free Podcast. I'm Rianne Mullins, your host, and you are in the right place if you are ready to learn how to live a life of balance through healthy daily actions and a positive mindset. As a Hashimoto's hypothyroid warrior, I will be sharing with you tried and true methods of keeping a balanced lifestyle to ward off inflammation, aching joints, brain fog, and weight gain. My very open and honest approach will have you leaning in to learn more. Enjoy the show. Hey, everybody. Welcome back to the Balanced Fit and Free podcast. This is Ray Ann Mullins, your host. Oh, and Charlie the cat is also here with me. He wants me to tell you hello. <laughs> my little buddy sitting on my lap helping me record. So you guys, welcome back this week. We um, are going to be talking about something um, that I actually talk about quite often, but I'm going to put it in kind of a different perspective or different words and just see if maybe um, it hits a little bit different. So this past weekend, my husband and I went on a glamping trip. It was so much fun. We stayed in this like dome yurt that doesn't sound great, right? But it was totally awesome. It was basically like staying in a hotel room, but like in a big round tent. So it was really super cool. Anyway, I've told you that my husband and I like to read books together. And I should say I read books to him. I feel like the kindergarten teacher reading books. But anyway, we really, really do enjoy it. And so um, we started a new book. And the books that we are reading right now, there's a whole series of them. So there's so many to do. Um, They're the Jack Reacher books. So you've probably seen the TV shows. Maybe you've read the books yourself. Anyway, the main character is called Jack Reacher. And he's this like ex-military guy that's a nomad. And he wanders around the country And trouble always finds him or he ends up getting involved in someone else's problems. Anyway, we love the character. Um, He's this like really big, tough guy that we kind of think reminds us of my brother, Matt. And so anyway, it's really fun when we read this. We both talk about how we picture my brother being in the book. So it's kind of fun. And the reason I'm telling you this is because we this past weekend while we were glamping, we started um, a new book, a new one. And I started out reading the book and it has this prologue in it and it's talking about some guy that's hiding a big secret and that he had some tripwires in place to warn him if anyone was like getting close to figuring him out. Now, in the book at this point, we have no idea yet what they're talking about. But then this particular character says that he relies on two things when it comes to his protection. Now, whether that protection is against, you know, a burglar coming in the house, protection from a storm, protection from anything, um, he uses this two-stage, you know, process. And here's what it is. It's very simple. Stage one is detection and stage two is response. So it's detection and response. And after I read that, I was getting super excited and I totally dropped the book all dramatically. And I was like, Brian, this is totally what I teach my clients, detection and response, right? We must learn how to detect what is not working 
and decide an appropriate response. And I was super excited. I was like, this is totally going to be next week's podcast episode. And Brian's looking at me like, oh yeah, great. (laughs) Fun. (laughs) Anyway, well, Today, we are going to talk about these two stages, detection and response, but I'm going to relate it to the habit loop, okay? And I want you to keep in mind that these two stages or steps can be applied to many areas of your life. Of course, I want to talk more about our health, nutrition, fitness, autoimmune disease, whatever, but these two stages can work with relationships, um, car troubles, weather, playing a sport, and just so many other things in our life. So I have talked about this actually many times, but in maybe different words and terms. I am really talking about awareness and action, right? Can you see that? Detection is awareness and response is action. That leads me to the habit loop. And I apologize if I've already talked about this exact thing like a million times, but it seems just very relevant to most people. And I think it's totally worth talking about again. And if you're new to the podcast, thank you guys so much for being here. Um, Or if you're new to me, maybe you haven't heard me talk about the habit loop and how it can help us or hurt us. So what is the habit loop? The habit loop is this. You have a cue or a trigger that leads to a routine or behavior, which then leads to a reward or satisfaction. Okay, so let's go through um, with a couple of examples. The first example is for an unhelpful habit, okay? I don't want to say a bad habit because we don't necessarily want to label ourselves or actions as good or bad, right? They, you know, they're either helpful or not helpful. They're either going to get us closer to our goal or not. So to me, this feels more positive and doesn't make me feel as shameful as if I told myself I was good or bad. Like, does that make sense? It's like what I do is either going to get me closer to where I want to go or not. So it's either helpful or not helpful. I just feel like that's a more positive way to look at what we do instead of always making ourselves feel bad about being bad or like good because we're good. You know, and I think there's so many different levels there. All right. Getting to my first example. All right, here's my first example. The cue or trigger would be sitting on the couch after dinner and turning on Netflix, okay, or whatever streaming thing you're into now. The routine or behavior might be going to the pantry and looking for something sweet or salty or crunchy or alcoholy, whatever it is you like, okay, having something to eat. The reward and satisfaction would be feeling relaxed, enjoying the taste of the food, or maybe even the buzz of like, let's say the wine. Okay. Now, like I said, this isn't exactly a bad habit. It's just not a helpful habit, especially if you are trying to lose weight or improve your health in any way. Night after night of this exact habit loop could be harmful or at least put a damper on your goals. Okay. So remember the cure trigger would be like sitting down after dinner on the couch to watch TV. The routine or behavior would be looking for something to eat, even though you probably don't need anything to eat because you just had dinner, by the way. And then the reward or satisfaction would probably at the end of the day, just feeling like feeling relaxed or just enjoying like the comfort of like a sweet treat. Okay. Now let's go through the habit loop of a helpful or more positive habit. So a cure trigger might be um, your alarm clock going off in the morning. 
Okay, the routine or behavior would be getting up, get dressed, and then head out the door for a walk with your dog. The reward or satisfaction would be a boost of energy. Your dog is happy. You get some vitamin D from sunshine and you start your day in a more relaxed and energetic manner. Okay, you can see how this is a much healthier habit loop, right? Know that you already know, but what we do most of the time is what will be a big factor in who we are, how we feel, how we look, our health, our happiness. So then we want to have as many positive or helpful habits as possible. And understanding this two-stage process can help you determine where you need to step up your habits. Where I see a lot of people having trouble is with unhelpful habits that are sabotaging their efforts. Oftentimes, I have people who come to me that are trying really hard to do all the things, eat better, exercise, sleep more, drink their water, and so on. But after really looking at their day or week, we can usually find a weak spot or an unhelpful habit that is having a bigger impact than they even realize. That's when we need to pull out the two-stage protection plan or process. Stage one is detection. This is where we need to detect or identify the threat or cue or trigger that is starting an unhelpful habit loop. So like I said earlier, this is where we have to keep our eyes open and be super aware of what we're doing. Many people completely miss their cues and triggers and don't even realize that they are there. So to figure out or identify or detect an unhelpful cue or trigger, I really like to work backwards. If there's a habit or action that you keep doing that you think is sabotaging your efforts, we start there. Let's say the action is eating chocolate chip cookies every night, kind of like the earlier um, habit loop. You know, it's okay to have some cookies here and there, but it's probably not a great idea to indulge in cookies every single night. So we want to say, what is happening before I eat the cookies at night? Okay, what is reminding me or triggering me to have the cookies? And then why is that particular trigger happening in the first place? Okay, and then what can I do differently to prevent the behavior of eating the cookies? Or what can I do besides eating the cookies that will give me the same reward or satisfaction? Do you see how that worked? It's like you take yourself, you know, through these questions. So let's go through the cookie scenario. Let's say that you pay attention and notice that you're having cookies every time you sit down at night to watch your favorite TV show. Okay, so you've detected the trigger. You're eating the cookies. You're not eating the cookies any other time of the day. So the trigger must be either the sitting down to relax or it could just be nighttime in general. Okay, you already right there, big information. And then we need to say, why is this triggering the behavior of eating cookies? Is it that I'm hungry? probably not because I just ate dinner an hour or two before. I'm not really hungry. Is it because I'm bored? Well, maybe, but probably not because I really like the show that I'm getting ready to watch. It's not really boredom. Is it because I'm stressed? Hmm, maybe. Maybe I'm stressed from a busy day. Okay, you just need to ask yourself this series of questions to determine why you are eating the cookies. What is the trigger? And what can you do differently to stop the habit? This is the response. This is stage two, okay? So sure, you can just detect the threat. The threat here is the cookies since they're potentially harming your results. I mean, they're not really that horrible for you, right? But if you're not getting where you wanna go, then the threat in this situation is the cookies. 
right? So you could detect it and just do nothing or you can take action and respond. At this point, it's totally up to you. Are you going to respond or not? Okay. So some responses could be one, try to go for a walk after dinner instead. Leisure walks outside can be a great way to de-stress, unwind, and boost your serotonin, which is one of your happy hormones, all while reducing blood sugar. So that could be a great way to, you know, get away from eating the cookies. The second thing you could do is you could try doing another activity. You know, maybe instead of watching TV in the living room on the couch, you could go into your bedroom or another room and read a book. Okay. But here's the other thing. If you really, really want to watch TV, you could still watch TV on the couch, but instead of eating cookies, replace them with something else like a hot tea with no calories or caffeine. Okay. So the detection is being aware that you have created an unhelpful habit and the response is taking action to protect yourself and create a new, better habit. Okay, the idea here is to create better habits to make you feel better. But remember, I'm not against anyone enjoying a couple cookies here and there, right? They totally have a time and place. And I don't know about you guys, but you know I'm a total cookie monster. So cookies are always going to have a place in my world. But um, I'm using this example because after our son went to college, we noticed, well, I noticed that my husband and I were starting to eat more cookies, like like more than we really needed, right? And it started to become a habit. It started to be like, we would like clean up from dinner and then my husband would be like, "Mm, do you want me to heat the oven? Because I always have like some kind of cookie dough or something that can whip up easy just because I love to do it. And I'm always like, I mean, are you going to twist my arm? (laughs) You know, and I'm like, okay. But then I started realizing that, no, this is not getting me where I want to be. I don't want to have a blood sugar spike at night. I've been kind of, like I told you, having a little bit of a flare up with my Hashimoto's lately and eating a bunch of sugar is not really getting me where I want to be. So I had to detect what was going on, notice it was going on, and I had to want to respond. Okay. And so we've done that and we've reduced our cookies. We're taking more walks again and I'm drinking more tea. And I had stopped drinking hot tea at night because I just always like hot, you know, the temperature here is still a little bit warm, but the last week or so, it's definitely cooled down. So drinking hot tea, again, feels good. So anyway, it's really easy to slip in and out of helpful and unhelpful routines if you're paying attention. People get into trouble with habits when they're mindlessly going through their day. Once you realize that you have a lot of control and power over your habits, you can employ this two-stage process of detection and response. So I think it's important to point out here, though, that some people who are dealing with a lot of past trauma may have a harder time detecting or being aware of their habits, but they may have an even harder time finding a positive response. If this is you, it's a really good idea to get help either from a therapist or from someone who has experience with trauma and creating better habits. And I can do some of this, but it really depends on the level of trauma. Okay. So can you see how you can use this two-stage process basically in every other way of your life? Um, Dealing with people who frustrate you. You can detect who triggers you and then come up with a helpful response. You know, that helpful response might be like just avoiding those people or having something prepared to say already when you see them or 
telling yourself, you know, to ignore them, whatever it is, like whatever your response is, being prepared. Okay. Now, I know this isn't exactly the habit loop, but it is the detect and response process. And so are these other examples I'm going to give you. Um, Dealing with anxiety, you need to detect when you're feeling anxious and respond. Don't ignore yourself. Detect and respond. Dealing with cravings, detect when you're having cravings and respond. Dealing with the weather, you can detect a rainstorm by looking at your app and then respond by having an umbrella, right? Dealing with traffic, you can use an app that shows you traffic jams. Respond by going another way or waiting until traffic clears. So some of those are silly examples, but they are just that. They are ways we already use the detection and response process. You already do it in many areas of your life, okay? So it's really no different when it comes to your nutrition and health goals and habits. All right, so your homework today is to think about what you think is holding you back from really getting the results that you desire. Now, if you're getting the results that you desire, then guess what? You don't have any homework. You're awesome. Okay, but I have a feeling if you're here that probably there's something that you still want to change or improve in your life. So if you're not losing weight or if you're not getting stronger or if you're not getting better blood labs when you go to the checkup, then it's time to do some detecting. Go through your days and see where you have some unhelpful habit loops. Then figure out how you can respond. And you know that I'm totally here to help you. If you're struggling to see what is going on with you, you may want to consider a full lifestyle audit with me to see what habits need to be tweaked and where you can make some changes. Sometimes it just takes somebody from the outside looking at what you're doing and even just discussing it to make you realize that you might have some um, you know, habits or triggers or cues or reminders you don't even realize are there. And I know I've told you this before in one of my past podcasts, but I mean, it could have been a year ago. I don't know. Um, I had one client who every time she would walk in her door after work, she would walk in the like door um, from the garage into the kitchen and she would drop down her gla- her uh, whatever keys. And the first thing she wanted as soon as she did that was a glass of wine. And so she would like fight herself. She'd be like, I don't need wine right now. I should wait. I should wait. I should wait for dinner. I should wait for after dinner. But then she'd be like, oh, and give in and have a glass of wine. Well, we started talking about it more. And I'm like, well, maybe we just need to change the cue. And she's like, well, I mean, the cue is just coming home and I have to come home. And I'm like, yeah, but what if you like just change the process? So what we had her do is she would come home. She would pull in the garage. She would get out of her car and walk around to the front of the house, get the mail, walk in the front door of the house, put the mail down and her keys down on the front table by the front door, not in the kitchen, and then sit down and talk to her kids. And guess what happened? She didn't want wine until later. Then we had to change that habit later. But it took her from like walking in the door and immediately triggering to get wine to she had a different process. So instead of going to the wine first, she actually went to her kids first, heard about their day, had a much better homecoming at that point. Okay. So that's what I'm talking about. When you have somebody else from the outside look in, it's a lot easier for somebody else to see some of the things you're doing and to help give you suggestions. So that's why I recommend a lifestyle audit. It's very easy to do. You can just send me an email and then I will send you a questionnaire and we schedule a time. And there is a fee for it, but we can talk about that if you decide you would like to do one. So again, thank you so, so much for being here this week with me and Charlie the Cat. 
So like I said, he's been sitting here staring at me, watching me talk to you. But anyway, we, Charlie and I, will catch you next week. Thank you for tuning into the Balanced Fit and Free podcast. I am so stoked that you are here. Be sure to subscribe so that you never miss an episode. If you want to continue the conversation or share your takeaways, I would love to hear from you. Head on over to my Instagram at RamFitLife or Facebook at Rayanne Mullins and comment on your favorite part of the show. See you next week.